probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabber the Hud. And joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And he's the head of the Trade Federation. It's Blyceroy Gunray. Oh my days. How have we not done that one before? Oh, Viceroy over there. It's a little bit, mate, I like it. You know we're loving the Phantom Menace. You yep. know we're loving the Phantom Menace. Ah, oh, you naughty boy. Mate, mate, <laughs> happy Sessions recording day. If, I, if I'm not uh, correct, I, I uh, messaged you today saying that. Didn't I? I was like, happy sessions recording. You mate. did. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I woke up to it because it was about 10 o'clock, but I left my phone on the side and was um, pottering around sorting the young Padawan out. And I got to my phone and I saw it said, happy sessions day. And I thought, this is just so good oh, to get so something good. like that. I think you're going to be like, this is pod racing. Yeah, no, this is podcasting. Yeah, it's like happy days, Monday, Monday, happy days. Session's yeah. day, isn't it? How on earth are yeah, you, mate? That's it, mate. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm good, mate. Listen, my missus just did a naughty, filthy curry for us yes, today, tonight. So I just demolished that. That was a lovely little dinner. Um, mate, I had a nice, naughty little weekend. Do you know what? I'll be honest. First time I've been to the pub since March. Oh, you lucky boy. It was filth, mate. It was filth. It was all very socially distanced, and it was in a pub. Um, that, that, do you know what? They had really good processes in place. And the irony is another pub nearby got closed down on Saturday because they weren't following procedure properly. So, um, you know. That's a good it, thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. But the pub we went to was really good. Um, they had a nice little process in, in place. We went to the beer garden behind and just sat in like our group. We had a bench and we were like ages from everyone else. So it was really nice, man. It was really good. So yeah, and I did a che- cheeky uh, roast dinner yesterday. Oh. So do you know what? Hey, it's 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 all right. It's all pretty spicy, mate. How about you, mate, boy? Well, I didn't go to the pub. I wish I had done now because I forget the pub. I mean, the pub's opened in the United Kingdom about 10 days ago now. And I, I'm not, well, I'm English, but I'm not that much of a hound. I haven't been to one just yet. But I really would like to go for a We were just discussing. I'd really want a cold pint soon. But um, yeah, nice weekend um, teaching the young Padawan the ways of the force or just teaching her not to shout at me all the time um, and play. <laughs> uh, other than that, mate, no, yeah, good weekend. I had, um, I had salmon teriyaki today, tonight. Oh. And um, it was incredible. Burnt my tongue, but it was incredible. Like probably, uh, We went somewhere in Chelmsford to pick it up. Really nice, mate. So Ooh. I'm um, full of teriyaki and rice. Got a cup of tea. And I'm uh, I'm ready to talk some Star Wars. That's how I love oh, it. No, you naughty boy, mate. You naughty boy. Well, you're going to need that fuel and you're going to need that tea because this week is a very, very spicy episode indeed. Is it not, mate, boy? Is there any other way? It is, and I agree, and I'm looking forward to diving into it. But before we get into the main discussion, let's hear from Big Ben Kenobi again, shall we? The news round. Oh, let's do it, mate. 
The Empire Strikes Back topped the box office charts in the first weekend of its limited re-release in cinemas. Julian Glover, who played General Veers in The Empire Strikes Back, has put his screen-worn badge of rank up for auction in Bristol on July the 24th. The first excerpt from the upcoming Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising novel has been released at StarWars.com. Baby Yoda has now been immortalised in cereal. A range of Baby Yoda cereal has been unleashed in the United States. The Bad Batch animated series has been officially announced by Lucasfilm. It's set after the Clone Wars and it's slated for a 2021 release exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. So on to the main discussion. And uh, with every movie made, uh, there's always scenes shot that never make it into the movie for a for a variety of reasons, whether that's quality, pacing, tone, performances, so on and so forth. Uh, sometimes these fall into the shadows of uh, studio vaults some become legendary mysteries, others can become iconic, and Star Wars really is no different. Uh, across the released movies, so the nine saga films plus the spin-offs, there have been a well, there's a smorgasbord of scenes left on the cutting floor, and we're going to chat about some of them tonight, the good ones, the famous ones, the naff ones as well. Um, and to start off, we're not filmmakers, so we're not here trying to say that they should have been included because we know better and we know what would have made a better film. We just know we're just chatting about whether some could have been, could have potentially added a little bit more to the movies or detracted as well. So, so Blyrector Krennic, deleted scenes in Star Wars. There's plenty of them. Yeah, mate. There is a real abundance of them, mate. And um, do you know what? I'll level with you. I don't think I think I mentioned this to you last week. We wouldn't be able to do this episode really without Disney Plus. Right, so big up, big shout out to Disney Plus because otherwise we'd be because Matty Boy and I went back and rewatched every Star Wars deleted scene. Yes, every single one. Right, so we we have done we have put research in, guys. I mean, we've watched them all anyway, you know, throughout our Star Wars lives. Um, but oh my days, it makes it so much easier that everything's just on one app, one software. You can just uh, like go bish bash bosh extras. Watch, 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 right back, next film, watch, watch, watch. Honestly, get up. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so handy. And you know what? I would recommend it. If you've got some yeah. time on your hands in lockdown, maybe you're furloughed and you want to geek out, you know, have a deleted scenes afternoon and watch it. And it, it's longer than you think. There mm. is some long and meaty stuff in there. Um, but seeing it on Disney Plus is just, it, it really is lovely. It really is lovely. Um, but yeah, we, we have a plethora of different stuff to talk about. Of course, there are some very good deleted scenes that people have seen and spoken about. And of course, there are some really naff ones. Um, and we kind of want to decide which ones are our favorite and which ones are so naff 
we're glad they never made the cut. Um, and some stuff in between. Is that right, Matty boy? I think you're right there, mate. Yeah, so we're going to, uh, at the end of our discussion, uh, reveal what are our top five best and worst deleted scenes. And I'm just going to run through some of the other ones that caught our eye fairly quickly because there's nine or ten films. And like you said, there are so many that it was actually it's really good going back to watch them because some of them I remember watching because having Disney Plus now, I have gone back and kind of looked at a few here and there, but actually going through them like, film mm. by film was really cool. And it got the old juices flowing in my, in my mind thinking, well, that would have been great. And I'm glad that wasn't in there. And Or, or I could see what they were going for, but not quite. And it was really yes. interesting. So when I meant like the Phantom Menace, that got I was interested in that because that was obviously the the return of Star Wars. How many, how much, how big was this film going to be? What kind of what was cut out? Was there anything that would have made it better? And there was a few things in there that may have helped. And there's a few, but there was quite a few that wouldn't. I think with the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think. Um... All in all, I mean, Phantom Menace is a funny one. And it, once again, I'm going to reiterate, right? So the best and the worst stuff we're saving for later on in the show. So oh. everything that we're going to mention, like, for the next, like, 10, 15 minutes, um, it, does, it doesn't quite fit into that category. Yeah. Um, but, we want, but we want to talk about it anyway, right? So Phantom Menace, something that really stuck out for me, Matty Boy, was the crazy 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 long pod race introduction oh mate it it's so long it's so flipping long it's like uh, over here rah, 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 rah. everyone gets an intro don't they yeah it's like everyone and their aunt from the outer rims there and they're like right let's introduce them one by one like people will be like george do you think we should just summarize no Every single one, and then they're like, "This one's this one's wife there, and she's just had a kid. She just came out of hospital." Yeah. Uh, and yeah. obviously, they they put that it's in not. there because that guy dies in the race, but which would have been morbid to show his newborn. Um, but yeah, mate, honestly, that was huge. And so then they weird. had like extended actual footage from the pod race as well, which didn't really add anything to it. But that pod race could have ended up being about six hours long. Yeah, it could have easily. And it is, to be fair, it is one of the best things in the prequels, the pod mm. race. It's oh, fantastic. It. And a lot of the a lot of it graphically holds up to this day. It really is. It was a breakthrough for filmmaking. Um, Phantom Menace really did do things. I had some naff moments as well. Like there is an alien that's cut out of it in, in the introduction. I, I didn't take note of which one it was, but it looks so bad. It looks like an animated alien from a Nickelodeon film. <laughs> It was like released circa 2006 or something, right? In, t- in time for summer holidays. Um, so, yeah, it, that was a good call in not including it. But it wasn't so offensive to include it in my list of poorest deleted scenes. No, it's just a um, bit indulgent. Yeah, that's, that's it, mate. That's it. So I think that's a good way to kickstart the Phantom Menace and in the deleted scene stuff off in uh, general. Yeah, man. Well, one of the ones I did like, which we've mentioned, is um, the, is a slight extension of the Qui-Gon versus Maul duel on Tatooine. It's exactly the same as you see in the film, except in the deleted scenes, there was um, the idea that Maul would jump onto the landing ramp of the of the ship, of the Starfire, have a little duel with Qui-Gon before getting booted off. I like that, only because it adds to... It just gives like Darth Maul five seconds extra screen time and makes him out to be even more of a menace for want of a better term i don't oh, know if, I, if i'd add that oh, in extra four or five seconds i wouldn't have i wouldn't have minded that yeah i, I it, it didn't really bother me 
It didn't really bother me. It's it's here and there. I get why they took it out, but also part of me is like, why why take that away? Of all the stuff in Phantom Menace, why is that out and other stuff is in? I don't know, you know. But I don't really care that much. Doesn't really affect the story that much. Um, and of course, the highlight of Phantom Menace, the best thing in the world from Phantom Menace, really, is young Anakin beating up a young Greedo. <laughs> Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, guys, if you've not if you've not seen these deleted scenes, right? Listen to the podcast first. Listen to the, to our show first. But go back and watch Anakin beat up a young Greedo. It's brilliant. And Qui Gon comes and intervenes, and he's like, "Oh, are you going to change his mind?" He's, and Greedo's like, "No." And like, uh, he's like, "Well, there you go then." Oh, great, great lesson. That's it. And then, that, then Greedo's mum or brothers is like, oh, if you carry on like this, you're going to meet a, ba- a nasty ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh. Yeah. You won't end up, you might shoot first. Yeah, that was, it was fun. It was fun. I'm glad they took it out because I love I love on the nose references and fan and um, fan service, which I'm sure was something we're going to mention a lot of fan service, but that just seemed a bit stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm glad they took it out too. But it's nice to have as a deleted scene. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's something later on we'll discuss. Um, One thing that I was really impressed with the deleted scenes, like after uh, re-watching them, was Ryan Johnson's commentary of The Last Jedi ones. Mm -hmm. The way he talks about deleted scenes, he still treats treats them with, like, great respect and he still talks to them very fondly, and he's like, oh, this, this, and this, and this. And I really like that. I like that attitude. So, yeah, I still got, like, love for this deleted scene, you know. But um, I think that sums up Phantom Menace, really. I mean, there's some other stuff, but to be honest, it's just a bit boring. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Some of them may be on our top five best or worst list as a a teaser, guys, later on. Maybe, maybe. Attack of the Clone, shall we get onto that one, mate? Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so Attack of the Clones. Obviously, we had in there an extended speeder chase. It's slightly extended. And Anakin and Obi-Wan fly into a flag. That's it. Good so one, obviously, eh? it's it's the chase at the start of the film. Um, Annie, Annie, little Annie. <laughs> and Obi are, um, are chasing over Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, thank you very much. Um, who's a who's a drone? Um, but yeah, they fly on a flag, and the flag gets caught on the engine. So why good, not? It? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I'm so glad they took it out. That's it. It's like yeah, it's, it's not it's not offensive or anything. It's just you know, just a bit stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gregarious. It's just it's one thing after another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just it's not needed. Well, on clones, I mentioned this to you in a message of text, but I honestly think that Attack of the Clones had the best selection of, my personally, of deleted scenes and a lot which would have added a lot to the film. Uh, with maybe with some Ooh. chopping and changing here and there, like take out the George Factory sequence and add some of these in, you get a better mm. film. I think it may not elevate it to the top of people's list, but I honestly think Attack of the Clones had a really strong. Uh, lineup of deleted scenes. One of, one of them was Anakin going to meet Padme's family, and I know a lot of people might think, "Oh, that was a bit, you know, Romeo and Juliet, a bit, a little bit silly." 
But without it, you would never have got the moment when Padme says this. He's not my boyfriend. Anakin's a friend. We've known each other for years. And you could see for that exact me. moment that Anakin's heart breaks in front of her as well. But, but I think that was a great scene. And I do as well. I think, again, tweak here, tweak there. It, it just adds more to the relationship between Padme and Anakin. Then when he goes to speak to her governor outside, there's more to it. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I like that scene. It's not the best scene in the world, but I enjoyed that scene. And of course, yeah, to get and see Annie getting friend zone was was incredible. But yeah, I mean, there, there was a few on there. Padme negotiating with Dooku uh, was good for Obi Wan's um, release, and um, there was a couple of other ones as well, which we may or may not mention. But I honestly think that Attack of the Clones had the strongest lineup. I think that. Okay, do you want me? Because I don't have much else to say on clones right now. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> um, I would somewhat agree with you, but I wouldn't say it's my favourite for, mm-hmm. for deleted scenes. Do you want me to tell you my favourite for deleted scenes now or later? What, I, think, I, mean, I think you should save it until it comes up. Ser- okay, all right then. Yeah, safe, we'll do. Sweet. Is it, is it Revenge of the Sith by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, re- up next, Revenge of the Sith. Um, this is well, one that's pretty funny, uh, <laughs> I guess. Um, or, or two, really, um, because it's funny. When we posted this, um, like on socials and stuff about deleted scenes, we got someone saying, oh, my favourite one is when Anakin kills one of these Jedi, right? And the irony is that Jedi is none other than Shuck T. Yes, um, but there's two deleted scenes in Revenge of the <laughs> where she gets killed both times. It's like George was like, that, yeah, kill her. Just get rid of her. I'm having, I'm having a bad morning. There's a deleted scene of George killing her as well. Where they just kept it off. Yeah. yeah, they had to hide that one, Lucas. <laughs> no, George. <laughs> get, back, get back to filming in the green room. Yeah, um, yeah so there, there's there's a few scenes of Anakin killing Shakti. Oh, there's a scene with Anakin killing Shakti and General Grievous killing Shakti. And they're both they're both pretty cool. I I, I don't I don't really mind it. I'm glad they didn't have it in because it at both times it kind of just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem like a good death i know like you know no one loves a good old death do they well, so a, a classic montage of death a classic <laughs> shuck T montage of that's death. it you've got enough of them that's it mate that's yeah. it uh, yeah it's all right it's all right yeah there's like the legend of how many times she was killed in in legends and in canon as well uh, i think the canon one is anakin because i'm sure there was a vision in the clone wars of of anakin killing her with a saber from behind i think that's the the canon one um but the way he walks in and she's like oh what is it master skywalker i'm thinking well, you right. deserve that you deserve that he might have been coming to ask you one of the cup of tea so um, hang on yeah. like the, the the temple He's like going mental. Yes, yeah, under siege. Yeah, like there's clones everywhere. There's kids. There's younglings getting like bullets in the head. Yeah, like what? Is it, you don't realize that's going on. You're just yeah. in your, your little crib. You're. And then gets annoyed when the Jedi Knight comes in to, to have yeah. a word of her. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised she got it, but uh, yeah. And then Grievous does it as well. And that the Grievous one sets up more and more with Annie and Obi as well. Uh, which Annie. With Annie and Obi and a bit, a bit more of their. A bit more of their bants going forward, and there's some good moments. I actually like the moments after that, 
um, when they're kind of doing like the twizzly moustaches and the hand signals. And oh yeah, that's good. That's some that. good so, stuff. Yeah, it was some good stuff after that. But one I liked, is, which we mentioned on the list here, was um, I almost put it in my top five. But it's Palpatine seducing Annie. There's, an, there's another scene of just him saying, um, you know, like I've every, every chance I've had to try, advise you, you know, I've have tried my best for you. But the Jedi, you, see, you know, those guys. They don't, they don't trust you. You know, you win a lot of battles for them and they, they, they fear your power. They sense how powerful you can become. And, and Anakin's like, I know, I've, I've felt that as well. And in a way, Palps is just, again, he's just reeling them in bit by bit. And I think that could have helped in the film. Just a little bit, but then there is another scene of walking and talking. But little yeah. moments like that. And there's a similar hurt. scene. There's a similar scene already, I guess. That's true, yeah. No, I, I like it. I like that too, actually. And it was very close to being in one of my favourites. Yeah. And it's mostly like Ian McDermott. I, I was watching some of these scenes my missus, while my missus was in the room. And um, she said the same thing. She just looked over and she was like, oh, man. I was like, Ian McDermott. She goes, yeah, Ian McDermott. Yeah, Big Mac. Crazy good. Crazy good. The Big Mac, mate. The Big Mac with special sauce, mate. <laughs> sauce. The Sith sauce, mate, saucy. Um, but yeah, a, a, another moment from Revenge of the Sith, which I thought was really cool. And obviously, this is um, pre-production, so this is an actual like finished audio. But it gives you an idea of the dialogue that would have happened, and it's actually Yoda communicating with a Qui Gon Jinn, who obviously passed away in the Phantom Menace, who's killed in the Phantom Menace. But this is obviously him uh, learning how to go to the afterlife in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah, let's hear that audio. When I became one with the Force, I made a great discovery. With my training, you will learn to merge with the Force at will. Your physical self will fade away but you will still retain your consciousness. You will become more powerful than any Jedi could imagine. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool, isn't it? Replace that with Liam Neeson's voice. Yeah, exactly. I think that would have been a really cool moment, but again, it's it's fitting it in, it's pacing, you know, it probably would have had to have been after or before Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight. So uh, once again, you know, where do you put it? Um, but it is, it's, it's a cool little moment, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fairly huge moment as well, because it sets up all of the force ghosts going forward. And I think in the story, it's placed after the Anakin-Obi-Wan fight. It's when Anna, it's when Obi-Wan t- uh, arrives on Polis Massa, the asteroid, so Padme can give birth and just give up on That's life right. as well. Um, it's in because Bail Organa comes up afterwards. He's like, Master That's Yoda, right. Master Kenobi has landed, has made contact. Um, again, I, I, I think it would have been great. It doesn't really jive with the Clone Wars and how they set up uh, these Force trials with the priestesses in the wellspring of the Force planet, whatever. But hey, honestly, I think it would have been great having it in there. And again, fan service, but more Liam Neeson, more Qui Gon, more of that interconnectivity between your own films. I would have liked yes. it. Like, I don't think it would have been OTT. And as we've just heard, that what thirty seconds maybe. So I, I would have. I think it would have been pretty pivotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too. I like it too. But once again, I felt like you kind of don't need it. Yeah. So that's why it didn't go into my top list. It's like you can kind of do away with it. And that's the good thing about George Lucas is he had the kind of foresight to be like, look, that can be explained 
another time. Or really, the audience doesn't really need it explained to them because they're aware of what happens in the original trilogy. And even if you don't watch in that order, you know, a human can kind of still comprehend the idea behind it, right? That kind of spiritual side of Star Wars. Um, But yeah, I think that summarises this part of the show for Revenge of the Sith anyway. Um, I think so, yeah. Other than the moment when Anakin starts beeping like a droid and the odour arrives on Dagobah as well. I had to mention that because I... Again, oh, I would have liked yes. to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen it, but did you need to? No. Mm-hmm. But it's still mm-hmm. pretty cool and pretty epic. Like, given the tone of the end of the film is like defeat and just the whole epic scope of it, seeing Yoda land on Dagobah and just going, oh, I think it would have been yeah, a boss, but true. we didn't get it. But again, we've got it in deleted scenes, but had it been in the film, I don't think it would have taken anything away. No. No, that's true. That's true again, and I, that's okay, that's another one I like. The Anakin boobing one, yeah, that's uh, that's jokes. Um, but yeah, on, onwards and upwards, a new hope. Uh, Red leader mentions an Anakin Skywalker, which is really interesting because once again, it reemphasizes that George didn't really like. Yeah, again, you could probably play around with that truth and. But it would completely change the concept of the prequels a little bit. Um, <laughs> but you could play away with this idea that Anakin was a goodie uh, because that's what Red Leader is kind of implying is that, you know, he he, he flew with uh, Luke's dad, who was a great pilot and was murdered by a bad guy. Um, so, yeah, in, in interesting thought. But it was added in for the 1997 special edition um, scenes, but then they, but they still remove the the uh, Anakin Skywalker reference or when they said I flew with your father because yeah I mean how did Red Leader know that Anakin Skywalker's looks dad but nobody else did I suppose there's that as well but honest but it was I, I, it's interesting uh, but it's in this in hindsight from what we know now probably a good thing they did actually take that out mate yeah I agree I agree. Yeah. Um, and we had an original Cockney Cantina landlord, and a lot of people think about this anyway, but if you go back and watch the uh, rehearsal for the Cantina scene, there was a Cockney guy, like a pub landlord, you like, I don't want no droids in here. That's it. Like, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty Bantina-ish. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of like that scene. There's a bit of us. And speaking of voices, all of the deleted scenes – in the OT, which refer to, which have Darth Vader in, I've got David Prowse, which is always hilarious. Shout out to David Prowse, big respect and all, but it's not quite the same without uh, James oh, Earl Jones' yeah. voice booming out. But um, So true, so true. Part of the last one we've got is kind of a partial scene, because we may, because we'll be mentioning it later on, but it's when we actually go to Toshi Station. Luke finally goes there, and it's the beginning when, you know, Luke sees a battle, in the in in the sky, and he runs to Toshi Station to tell his buddies, and he sees Biggs, and he sees Cammy and Fixer, and they're calling him Wormy and things like that. And it's, it kind of shows that you know they're they're all buddies and that, but Luke isn't like the most he's not the coolest kid in in ta- on Tatooine or in this or in Toshi Station. So it was just nice to see Luke have some friends rather than yes. we see Luke being bullied by his uncle and his aunt just kind of like puts her head down to it all. And then his other friend is a droid eventually. And then he fancies his sister. And this gives him some mates and it's quite cool. Yes, it's it's a nice little expansion of of Luke's backstory. And there's a lot of people that still count this as canon, you know, in, in, their, in their heart, so to speak. And actually, to a certain degree, a lot of this probably could be considered canon in some way or format. Not officially, of course, but, you know. 
yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, on to the Empire Strikes Back. Um, there is a really interesting scene where Luke and Leia get real romantic, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. I, you know, they are a moment away from a kiss. Um, and I mean, obviously, there's you know, it, there are hints of that in Empire, but no, nah, this time it's like it's a bit more, it's a it's, bit more saucy. It's full on. If I don't make it back, I've got it. I need to. I need you to know this kind of thing. You have to. I may never get the chance to tell you this. God, it's like, oh no, don't do it. And then Threeps and R two uh, break it up. I was like, thank goodness for that, because again, had that been in in the film, yeah, you, know, you can't go to Return of the Jedi. I'm like, actually, I just never knew you, were my brother and sister, and have everyone pretend that scene never existed. Obviously, we still get them kissing anyway. But this would have been a full on, full on a snog. So I'm glad they took it yeah. out, mate. And it's not again. The scene yeah. itself is a bit. It just doesn't jive with the rest of the film. Yeah, me, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. There was a there was a scene as well where Luke is uh, in the back of the tank and he's recovering, and Irving Kirshner is doing some boss like, narration in the background. I couldn't get any audio annoyingly for this. I couldn't rip it directly from YouTube or anything like that. But um, well, before we mentioned that, what I liked about this scene was it was it was presented in black and white. And it looked beautiful in black and white. It mm. looked so good in black and white. But you found this quite interesting with the with Irving Kirshner's direction. Yeah, because you've got Irv in the background, you know, like telling them everything in this like where where is he from? Like New Jersey or something? Something He's like got that. Yeah. This, like this like or Boston or something. I don't know. Like I don't know the American accents like well enough to to, to assume. But um you got Irving Kirshner, the Kirsch, just like narrating everything in the background and it's oh, just gosh. it's it's just funny it's just a really nice moment to hear you know and um you just get a little glimpse of what it was like to make you know one of the most successful films of all time so uh yeah so that was pretty cool yeah no i, I dig it and um, yeah, i wish if you have i couldn't get the audio but guys if you've got disney plus check it out uh it's on there and it's interesting to see and a few of the deleted scenes actually have the director in the background at some point uh on to, for return of the jedi uh, there was there was a couple, and there's obviously one fairly big one. But one of the ones I noticed was the lost pilots. It's called, and it's mm. you get a couple of uh, female pilots, you get a couple of aliens, uh, and a Mon Cala. And some of these are hilarious. Basically, the, the, it's the in cockpit view, so the famous uh, close up of them in the cockpit, and the director's feeding them lines. You know, like it's a war zone down there, or I can't shake them; they're on my tail. And the actors are having to repeat them so they can go back and pick and choose some for the film. And some of them are hilarious. They're just so awful. Um, but I know you found some of the aliens uh, interesting. Oh, bro! Like the design and like the way the aliens work in in those delete scenes is is quite impressive, man. Some of it's a bit mm. funny or a bit cheesy, but it is very impressive, and it's it's on par with like a lot of uh, puppetry and, and and graphics, you know, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you know, some of them look better than some monsters uh, that you'd see in films today, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it is really impressive. It's just nice to see all the different uniforms, the the badges, the co- use of colour. It's just nice to see. So, once again, I'd, I'd recommend going to see that. Um, yeah, just a nice behind-the-scenes thing, in it? Exactly, exactly, mate, yeah. Um, one of my favourite bits from the return of the jedi deleted scenes uh, and i saw this on instagram a week or two ago is uh when han and the crew are uh 
busting into the uh, Imperial compound on Endor. And um, they're just loads of stormtroopers there, and they're, like, blasting away at each other. And the stormtroopers just end up, like, quote-unquote, dying. But really, they just, like, end up lying down or, like, tripping over each other. (laughs) And one of them, like, goes to, like, lay down, and he almost goes to sit on one of the other stormtroopers, and then he, like, moves over slightly and, like, slowly lays down. (laughs) He's just, like... It's just like, oh, wow, this is so stupid. This I looks so naff. And, <laughs> and the Stormtroopers don't look the best in the original trilogy. They're, they're not always, you know, the best-looking soldiers. No. Um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty naff. I'm, I'm pretty glad they cut it out, to be honest. No, I, I, I understand. It's, again, fun behind-the-scenes look, though, but you put that in the film and suddenly that Battle of Endor loses any, any kind of respect. for. Speaking of uh, things that they took out and look a little bit naff, uh, have a listen to this, guys. Luke. Luke. Join me on the dark side of the force. My son, it is the only way. Luke. Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Oh, mate. Yeah, man. yeah, if if man, that's how I'm gonna call you every now and every 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 time I need to speak to. You. Ooh, so I can't this, even. My voice won't do that's that. That's it, mate. That is it, mate. Like the, what? What is crazy is this is actually connected to Luke's saber building moment in Return of the Jedi deleted uh, scene mm-hmm. where he builds his green lightsaber. Obviously, it was all taken out, and um, you know what? I'm glad they took it out again. I don't think it's my most hated because the lightsaber building bit is really cool. Mm-hmm. I get why they didn't include it, though, because it kind of adds to the element of surprise in Tatooine. You know, the el- lightsaber bursts out. Yeah. Luke ignites the green, right? And he just looks really cool. It looks very cool. I'm glad with- they went with that. Um, but, you know, on top of that, mate, the, the, the naff Luke. Honestly, mate, four times he says it. the top. Yeah, it's OTT. He's trying to it's force just... commune, isn't he? Of him, like, yeah, because he's, he can. It's he's trying to do force Skype. You know, come join me. But Luke, why does he keep doing that for? And then at the end of the scene, before it, as it merges into Luke building his saber, Vader when he's saying Luke, it, it, his his sequence is in slow motion. It's really stupid looking as well. Yeah, um, yes. yeah I'm so glad because people think that no, from Revenge of the Sith is bad. If this is in Jedi. I think we've got a we've got a contender there, mate, for worst fader yes. line. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. I'm really glad it was cut. Yeah, but I like the building the, was the, good. Like, the saber building was good. It kind of makes up for it a little. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah, no, I agree. The saber bit was cool. So on to the sequels, yeah. There was a lot in the sequels, but no not everything was great because there's a lot of smaller ones. So and uh, some again we may mention shortly. But in The Force Awakens, we've picked out a couple. One of them was the tunnel scene. Underneath uh, Maz Kanata's castle with Han, Finn, and Mars as they're trying to escape, and the stormtroopers come down the stairs, and there's a bit of you know classic Han. He's like, the, the troopers come down. We want you. You're under arrest by order of Supreme Leader Snoke, and Han's like, smoke. I don't know a smoke. And then he's just kind of yeah. he's playing off. It's a bit of fun. I mean, you get that classic Han with the whole Kanji Club sequence when he's going back and forth. There's classic Han. This just would have been extra, but it's fun. But I, I think, like you, I can see why they took it out. But I do like it on its own. 
Yeah, me yeah, me too. I like it on its own, but I think it would have just been a bit too much in in the Force Awakens. I, was, I think I think it was a good it was a good choice to take it out. It was a good choice to take it out. Um, yeah, and one of the other notable uh, Force Awakens scenes, Unka Plutt arrives at uh, Maz's castle and um, his arm gets ripped off by Chewie. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> I was so close, so, so close to including, so close to including this in my top best. Do you know well, why? Go on. Do you know why? It's very simple, right? So Ray raises her gun to Unkar Plutt to shoot him, right? And he's he just he's like, oh well. And then he like gets the gun off her. He like slaps her hand out of the way and steals the gun off her. I actually think that could have been in the film because um, it would have shut up a lot of people about oh, Ray's overpowered, Ray's this, Ray's that. Right? She got done by Unkar Plutt, mate. Right? Yeah. She's not perfect. So I was very, very close to adding this in for that. And I, I actually think it was a pretty good scene. So, again, if you've not seen it. to rip someone's arm off. Exactly. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's, it's, it's really good. Really good. I think it's good. But then you would have got people saying, well, how did he get from there to there? And how did he know that she was, she was there? And you would have got those kind of stupid yeah, comments. Yeah, true. But honestly, that, all true. that rubbish aside, I like it, mate. I think it's a decent, fun scene. It's touch and go. If it had been in a film, great. If it, the fact that it isn't, fine. It's a fun scene. It's in the book, so it's canon from that stance. So, um, But that's the Force Awakens. The Last Jedi, mate, what did you get for that? Because there's a load. Uh, there is a lot, mate. And um, I think, you know, you said about Attack of the Clones earlier. Oh. Um, I think The Last Jedi provides my favourite deleted scenes, actually, out of all the Star Naughty Wars films. I, I like them the most. I think Ryan's commentary helps. You've got a lot of options there. Yeah. Um, but they're very varied and um, they're very good. They are very good and they're very well filmed, you know, but as is The Last Jedi. Um, But basically the only one we've got on this list here that's worth noting is the more Canto Bite one, which extends the Canto Bite scene a little bit. And actually, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think The Last Jedi, though, it's a fine line between just being so long and world building. And I see why they cut it. I see why they cut it. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a tough one because the place looks beautiful. And this is what I mean with The Last Jedi. It's just, it's so close to being one of the best Star Wars films, but it doesn't quite get the formula right. It doesn't just, it doesn't quite get it. Because I think we could have had a bit more time on Canto by it and maybe less time in the spaceships. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a hard one. It's just a good way of highlighting and showing off all the great costume design and uh, creature design work that the guys did. And I think that's why they added it on, just to shine a light on. It, there was so much more that you, you couldn't see in the film where you may not have noticed. And, yeah, I don't mind those kind of bite scenes, so I would have liked to have seen more of it. The more and more I watch it, the more and more I enjoy it. So, um, And then Solo, you got you had a few for Solo. I wasn't so bothered by the Solo ones, but you had a couple. Yeah, yeah, Solo's okay. I want you know, there's no point going to, into too much like depth with them. I, I thought the Corellian foot chase was uh, really good, and there were the Corellian hounds there, and I remember seeing those in like an action figure box or something like that. I think it was a leak, and I was like, oh, they look really cool. And again, I like the world building aspect of it. Corellia's like a pretty cool planet, pretty rough and yeah. ready. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, there's a there's a snowball fight between Chewie and Han, which is pretty cool. On Vandor, if yeah. I'm not, if I'm, yeah, 
Vandor, um, and that just screams Lord Miller to me. Yes. I mean, there's no way to prove it, but it's like that gives you a little taster of maybe what the film was going to be. Yeah, I think it is very Lord and Miller. And again, I, I the seeing the Corellian Hounds and that is great. And again, world building expansion, I love it. Uh, but again, it adds a lot to the, it. Doesn't really add much to the film other than a bit more of the chase and the snowball fight. Give or take that, to be honest, it was it was fun. And then um, the scene on Minban as well. They extended the the battle, didn't they? Yes, yes, and they show a bit of like humanity of Han and Beckett. And it's it's quite cool because they rescue a soldier who's who's like super injured and stuff. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, again, I get why they didn't include it. It's actually very World War One ish, which Minban is anyway. Um, but it's even more World War One ish. Um, and there's some other stuff in Solo, like Han um, being kicked out of the acad- uh, flight academy oh, and yeah. stuff. And to be honest, we don't need to see it. Yeah, we don't need to see it. It's mentioned in the film. Maybe that's part of the problem with the story in Solo, and I don't even think it's a quote-unquote problem. But that's it. It's just it's as as Matty Boy would say, it's it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Rogue One. (laughs) We didn't get any because, uh, and certainly not on Disney Plus anyway. But there's a whole different film out there for Rogue One and Rise of Skywalker. We haven't got any deleted scenes yet. Again, who knows what happened behind the scenes? But a lot of the. major quote-unquote scenes you've heard of have been incorporated into the comic and the book, so like the baby head on Mustafar, a bit more Tico and Knights of Ren. They get more to do in the other um, novelizations and comics, but so far we haven't got any for the Rise of Skywalker, buddy. Do you think we'll get any? I hope so. I hope so. I don't think we will. Mm-hmm. I don't think we will. And I wonder if it's because the, the deleted scenes allude to plot change. Yeah. In any way, maybe. I have a feeling it does. Just like Rogue One. You can't undo this because then it affects that and yeah, so on and so forth. I, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair enough. And Rogue One, I mean, the trailers that were released, the first two are full of deleted scenes anyway because none of them are in the film. So let's go back and watch exactly. Um So that was our rundown of the ones that we were ambivalent about. Either we enjoyed or didn't, but not so much that we could put on our list. So let's dive into our list. So we're going to alternate now. Our top five worst deleted scenes, the ones we're pretty glad didn't make it. So Lukey Boy, what's up for number one? Number one, mate, number one is a, is a juicy one. It is the naff, 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 naff Wampa stuff in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my days. <laughs> it looks so bad, isn't it? Out of, out of what is probably the greatest sequel to a film ever created, you have this horrid scene. <laughs> Wampa looks naff. The ice cave looks like foam, which it probably was. Yep. And it's like being just pushed over by an angry child. It's just, it all just looks so rubbish. It just doesn't look good at all. Um, and it it just doesn't look like Empire Strikes Back. It was a, I, I don't know if it was a stroke of genius or it's just so obviously naff. I, like, I couldn't help but feel to myself like, oh man, they must feel sorry for the set builders or, or puppet makers for this stuff. And they just like felt like they had to use it or yeah. something. Because it is so bad. It's not good. It's not good. And I, I believe you feel the same. Yeah, this is uh, on my list. And these are in no real particular order, by the way, guys. But this was on my top five worst as well, because where the one part on in the cave on Hoth doesn't necessarily look like a guy in a suit. 
because he's all hunched over and the way they the way they shot him. This in these scenes, it's clearly a bloke in a suit. It's really poorly done, and and then at the end in the aftermath, when they see like bits of Wampa laying around and destroyed parts of the base, like what the hell is all this about? Um, and the actors were kind of looking like I was, like what's the point of this? Uh, so I'm glad they took it out, mate. But yeah, the the, the naff Wampa stuff in Echo Base and Hoff was was uh, not one of my favourite parts. And um, another one of my worst scenes, so the next one for me was a little scene from The Phantom Menace. It's only about 10 seconds long, but it's called The Battle Is Over. And it's uh, at the end when Vice, when Blyceroy Gunray is being held by uh, Prince Amidala, Princess Amidala, Queen Amidala, I'll get it right the third time, Lucky. And in the background on, <laughs> on this screen, uh, Dominic West, who's playing a uh, an Abu guard, just basically appears on screen and says, your highness, the battle is over. Look. And pushes this droid over. And the droid looks really like the battle droid looks really cardboard. And it felt all felt very starship troopers to me. It felt really naff. And um, I was, again, it's a very small scene, but I watched it. I was like, that was one of the worst things I've seen all year. So I'm glad that wasn't in. Yes. A good call. Good call. I didn't even know note it in my general notes it was so just like non it just wasn't interesting uh so i just skimmed over it um next believe it or not mate it's another empire strikes back scene on my list and it is called yoda's test go watch it because you know me matt Yo- the yoda luke scene in return of the in empire strikes back is one of my favorite scenes in the whole of star yeah. wars it's magical and the training montage is great um I suppose this is part of that montage, but Yoda basically has this like metal thing in his hand and he's like trying to balance it or something. And Luke's like flipping about doing lightsaber skills because he's got mad, he's got mad lightsaber skills and like, uh, and Yoda's just being flung about like a backpack. <laughs> it's like, you see his head just like bobbing, bouncing all over. Like, see, this is where we struggle. This is where we need a video format, <laughs> right? Because I'm doing like the best impression ever, right? But um, it's so naff. It's so naff. And actually, the moment you see it, you're like, yeah, Yoda's not real there. Yeah. The moment you see it, you're like, yeah, Yoda's like obviously a puppet there. Whereas I don't feel like that with all of Yoda and Empire. So um, honestly, Empire Strikes Back, thin ice. It is on thin ice when it comes yeah, to this stuff. Because, well. yeah. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, mate, your your next one is Empire again, it, is it, it not? It is, mate, and I agree with Yoda's test. Seeing Mark Hamill like, fling himself around like he's got a spider on his arm <laughs> was really bad. Yeah, mine is from The Empire Strikes Back. Was that four, four out of three out of the last four being Empire? And it's a scene of Lobot being captured. Just him skulking around Cloud City really badly, like a really bad detective. And he opens a door, and these stormtroopers just grab him and it's all very silent, and then he just gets carried away, and not, nobody does or says anything. And then, and then Irvin Kirshner shouts, "Billy!" And Billy D. Williams just shoves his head around the corner as Lando walks off again. It's like, well, that added nothing. I don't really care about that Lobot anymore after seeing that. So, because he don't really know what happens to him anyway. But now we know he gets captured. But then what? But Lando runs away. So, yeah, Lobot's capture and Empire Strikes Back wasn't one of my favourite. Nah, good choice. Good choice. Uh, my next one is from Revenge of the Sith, and it's the early Order 66. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because it's just so pre-production. But the early concepts behind Order 66 are all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing seems cohesive. You know, it, it seems to happen over different time periods. Like, it's not succinct. It's 
it's just really bad. There's too much to explain, I think, to, to be honest, and the dialogue's too long to include. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually did take bits of this concept and use it in the final product. But we know Order 66 is just such tremendous scene, one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars and especially the prequels. But the early concept was very bad. I think it's called the animatic. The animatic yeah. phrase, very, very bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go have a watch. Yeah. The only thing about it I liked really was uh, the uh, the Palpatine um, a shot, like the shots of Palpatine in between, like his emotion shots, his reaction mm-hmm. shots, so with him sort of like grinning or cackling during it. I was like, that would have been quite yes. cool to see Palpatine sensing it and like giggling away. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great unless you're like a a death fiend. It is not the best. But um, my one next one is also from the prequels, Attack of the Clones. The one I said had the best deleted scenes. I had one. It's not one of the worst scenes I've ever seen, but it's Obi Wan and Mace on the Jedi landing platform. And the reason I took, I didn't. I was like, I'm glad I didn't put it in. It's one of my worst ones is because it's another example of what I mentioned earlier. It's just walking and talking. So it's Obi-Wan and Mace walking and talking. Oh, why Why does Kamina not show up on the star maps? Looks like somebody doesn't want us to find it. Let's go and find it. And then uh, then Obi's talking about how he's, you know, he's doubts Anakin's uh, ready for the uh, mission he's been given. And he's kind of doubting him as a person. I was like, okay, that's fine. But walking and talking and... In a, in a trilogy which has a lot of people just doing that, I was like, I'm glad they didn't have extra scenes in of just that, just dialogue dump. Yes, yes. It's not needed, is it? Mm-mm. It's not needed. It's just extra dialogue that's a bit boring and not pacey enough. And and clones is long anyway, yeah. so, yeah, it's not needed. Uh, next for me, mate, don't know if you're going to like this or not, is The Last Jedi, um, and it's Rose biting Hux's glove. Mm. That scene is so corny, man. It's so <laughs> not Star Wars. I don't like it it's either. It's so corny. It's cheesy, and it's just, once again, it's making a schmuckery of uh, General Hux. It, it's just not good. It's not good. I don't like it. No, I, I'm not a fan of it, even though it's got my girl Rose in it. Um, and my last one was from The Phantom Menace, and it's called The Waterfall Escape. It's when Obi, Qui-Gon and Jar Jar emerge from the water the, underneath Jat, uh, Naboo when they've just encountered a bigger fish. And so you've already got like that action sequence already. And then they um, come up into the surface and then they turn up the engines of their, the engine of their uh, little boat thing doesn't work. So they're going to be dragged over the waterfall to certain death and they've got to get out quickly and Qui-Gon shooting uh, ropes into walls. So they a grappling hook so they can climb out and, it's all like it's too. It's action scene after action scene after action scene, and there's no. Again, there's no. I'm not bothered by it because well, I know that Obi Wan's going to live, and pretty sure I'm not going to kill Jar Jar or Qui Gon by going over a waterfall. So it just felt like an unnecessary action sequence. So the waterfall escape was, might have looked nice, but it wouldn't have added anything for me. And I love the way the Jedi Obi Wan and Qui Gon just like slip away, and <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar's just like freaking out and like just left. Like, you can't figure it out. Yeah, it's not It's not my favourite scene, to be honest. Uh, my final worst scene is um, the Revenge of the Sith, uh, and it's actually the one with the Jedi imposters. Yeah. And uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda are at the Jedi Temple, and basically there's loads of clones. There's loads of Tamara Morrisons, yeah, dressed up with hoods. We're basically with robes and a hood up. Yeah. And it's like, and he, and he comes up to him, and he's like, oh, there's there's been an attack from the clones master. What should we what are we going to do? Flipping, it's so stupid. It's so stupid because it's like like who would do that? 
you all look the same. <laughs> they know what you look you like. You can see your face. Like, yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I'm so relieved they took it out. So relieved they oh, took it relieved. out. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, that was... I'm so, so relieved. It's like bad slapstick, isn't it? But yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm glad. It doesn't add anything. It, it makes uh, the clones just look stupid. Um, and the idea of them just dragging the ropes off dead Jedi is weird. So I'm glad they took it as well, mate. So good show, a good list there, I think, if I do say so myself. And uh, now on to the best. What do we think are the best deleted scenes? So whether ones that we enjoyed or ones that could have added more to the film, you're going to find out. Luke, what was your one of your best ones? <laughs> right, he's opening a brewski. Right. Hmm. Let me get involved, mate. Let me get straight to it. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, mate. Luke's moment Mm. in The Last Jedi. It's very small. It's seconds long. Luke goes back into his heart after finding out his uh, friend dies. Han dies. And he has a moment. He has just a moment of silence and a tear goes down his face. It's it's criminal that it won in in the cut. It's so stupid why it wasn't in the cut. I don't get it. I don't, there's not actually a reason why. And it cuts into the scene of Leia immediately doing the same thing as well, perfectly. Yeah. It, it should have yeah. been in there, mate. I, I, I don't agree. get it. I don't get it. Sorry, there's not a lot much else to say because it's so good, it slightly frustrates me mm-hmm. as to why it's not in there. Yeah, well, then... And it fixes a lot of moaning. And actually kind of justified moaning about it in The Last Jedi because Luke uh, seemingly in the film does kind of just shrug it, shrug off Han's death. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't and know. And it's a bit, yeah, yeah I know. That, okay, that's it. We could have an episode on that, like Luke in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the ne- my, my next one is, for me, it's exactly the same. This one is criminal, I think, for why it wasn't in the film. And it's Kylo Ren on the Falcon, Millennium Falcon and The Force Awakens. Again, 20 seconds long. The stormtroopers uh, get onto the Falcon. Kylo Ren enters, walks, looks around, walks into the cockpit, and kind of like slumps over when he's obviously feeling like his father's presence because he then says Han Solo. But it's like the memories of being a child on this ship, and it adds so much weight to the heart to Han and Ben relationship, let alone Han, Han and Kylo. Um, so I think Kylo on the Falcon for twenty seconds absolutely had to be in The Force Awakens. I'm going to go out on a limb now and say this should have been. It was a mistake not putting it in, mate. Yes, good call. Very, very good call. And I love that scene too. Um, For me, once again, up next is Phasma versus Finn in The Last Jedi. Matty boy, do you mind playing the audio for that? Let me just check the archives. Uh, Got it. Disobedient. Disrespectful. Traitor! You call for order. You beat us down. But when your shiny neck was threatened, you squealed like a whoop hog. The evidence blew up at the base, but you and I know the truth. When I put a gun to your head, you shut down Starkiller Shields. Now, what would your troops do if they found out? Or your masters? Who would believe a story like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so flipping good. So flipping good. Basically, what happens again? We can't really include it in the audio because it's just noise. Um, but but the the stormtroopers are like all looking at at, at her mm-hmm. and thinking, "Oh damn!" Like 
FN2187 might have a point here. This lines up with some stuff we've heard, maybe, you know. And um, she kills them. She kills all the Stormtroopers, then goes face-to-face with Finn, and Finn Finn kills her. But I just think it's a better way for Phasma to go, because that's all she is. She's a waste of space, even to the First Order. She was destined to fail, whether she was in the First Order and lived or... The, the alternative and she died anyway um she's just a naff baddie and um yeah i think this scene is a lot better and it's better for finn too so once again and oh another little thing one of my little tiny maybe slightly unreasonable pet peeves but hey it's my opinion is um in the last jedi rose is on a walker with bb8 and she's like hey need a lift in this one it's different it's different and it's a lot less cringy and a lot more like a fin. Come on, let's get out of here. It's like so much more normal yeah. than the stupid thing that was left in. So yeah, my two pennies worth. Yep, good show. Mate. I like elements of this scene. I think if they could have merged it with how we got what we got, because what I love about the scene as we have it now is when Finn's like picking himself up over his shoulder, you're going to see Phasma standing like a boss. Then Rose, like the hero she is, leaps up and shoots Phasma and she doesn't move. The bolt just flick, you know, flicks off her, and she doesn't even move. And I was like, "That is incredible! That is cool!" Mm. And in that scene, yeah. she already did more than Boba Fett ever did. And I'm going to compare them because she actually actually had a fight with someone, other than just fell into a sarlacc. But um, yeah, I like the bit. I like, like you said, when he when he calls her a whoop hog, and the stormtroopers are, are looking around like, "Hold on, our leader is the one who blew up Starkiller and all of our mates and families, probably as well." I like that because it, the Stormtrooper Rebellion and all that, we'd heard rumours of, and it does make Finn feel like a bit more of a boss man, like a leader almost, like he's finding himself. Um, but I don't like the way he knocks her hand off. Like he just smacks her hand mm. off. Like, so was she a robot or did she, did she have really like flexible <laughs> limbs? But um, I see your point though, mate. And there's a lot about this I do like. Um, so yeah, uh, we didn't get the, need a lift? No, 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 need a lift at the end. So, you know bad in it um my one was next one is from attack of the clones and it's when Plo Koon and Kiadi Mundi they attempt to disable the droid control ship it's part storyboard but it's yeah, basically it's during the battle of geonosis so that's raging uh Kiadi Mundi Plo Koon take a couple of jedi to try and shut down the droids basically um to so the jedi can escape it just would have given those guys a bit more to do these background Jedi who were meant to feel bad for during Order 66, we, this would have given them kind of like a little hero moment, even though we find out that the computers have been upgraded so the droids come back online. But it also added a bit more to the carnage of the Battle of Geonosis. You saw more Jedi, more female Jedi, and just like more of the beasts killing people, more of the war, more war. Mm. But I just think it would have given these secondary Jedi something more to do rather than just sit in the council chambers and just argue all the time. But um, yeah, I thought it was a cool scene. It's part animatic, but it was a decent idea. I think I was with I, and I would have liked again take some of the joy factory out and add this in. Yes, yes, yes. Good shout, good shout. And I think it's more Jedi stuff that wasn't them just in an arena being surrounded by droids. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. Um, for me, up next, the Force Awakens. It's called Court Seller, who is a character we actually do see in Hosnian Prime in the Force Awakens as it's getting blown up. Um, but yeah, we, we actually have an audio clip between Leia and Core here to play for you. I need you to go see the Senate right away. Tell them I insist the Republic take action against the First Order. The respect. Will the Republic listen? Not all the senators think I'm insane. 
Or maybe they do. I don't care. <laughs> so flipping good. I like that it references the Republic. It clearly tells the audience that the Resistance is separate from the Republic, mm-hmm. which is still happening. It's something very small, but I really wish they included it. And I think it would have just helped with the world building slightly and set the scenes a little better for where we were in The Force Awakens. And once again, it makes that death in Hosnian Prime, where that planet explodes, a little more meaningful because uh, Core Seller was there, you know, talking to the senators. But it was too little too late. Yeah, I agree. Very small moment. It was good to see Carrie Fisher and Leia having a bit of sass, having a bit of fun. Uh, Maisie Richardson-Sellers, who plays Core Core Seller, yeah, she's a very good actress, so it would have been good to see her in the film. And uh, I can see why they didn't put it in, because they wanted to reveal later on when Han and Leia finally meet. But this wouldn't have... I don't, I don't think this would have taken anything away from the film if it was in there. It would have added a bit more fun and a bit more world-building. So um, I agree. Good shout, mate. Nice little moment. Um, my penultimate one is... a uh, One of the penultimate ones, sorry, is one of the big moments everybody knows about, and it's just, it's the Seeds of Rebellion. It's Bail Organa, Mothma, Padme... And a couple of other geezers and guys and girls sitting down, basically sowing the seeds of the rebellion as we come to know it in the OT. And everyone, most people have seen this scene, so you know about it. So you don't need me to me to monologue it, but it just would have added more to the character of all three of them: Bale, Mon Mothma, but more importantly, Padme. So that she had some sort of hand in the creation, the origins, and the seeds of the rebellion, which later went on to defeat the Empire eventually, would have been. Um, I think it would have been a great little moment to add in it and good world building. Was it too on the nose? I don't know. But a lot of people seem to pick this one and enjoy this one, and, and I liked it as well. So, yeah, the moment in Revenge of the Sith when Padme, Mon Moth, and Bale basically start talking about, look, we're going to have to create our own rebellion here, guys. And I think that would have been pretty big to have included. Yes, it's a great moment. Great moment. And I love that it's it's the same Mon Moth, in Rogue One. Yeah. You know, mate continuity genius genius um yeah so mate on on to the next one onwards and upwards uh attack of the clones provided another spicy one for me and it is called the bust of dooku and the lost 20 have we got an audio for that one matty boy we do here it is ah he has a very powerful face doesn't he he was one of the most brilliant jedi i've had the privilege of knowing i never understood why he quit Well, one might say he was always a bit out of step with the decisions of the council. Much like your old master, Qui-Con Jinn. Really? Oh, yes, they were very individual thinkers. Idealists. In the end, I think he left because he lost faith in the Republic. He disappeared for nine of ten years and turned up recently as head of the separatist movement. It's very interesting. I'm not sure I completely understand. Well, you didn't call me over here for a history lesson. Are you having a problem, Master Kenobi? Mate, mate, (laughs) I love that. And the reason I've mentioned it is because I think it explains a lot about Count Dooku that otherwise isn't that clear. You know, it's not clear that he's a fallen Jedi, I don't think, especially from a kid's perspective, because Mm -hmm. I went years without properly realising it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just a tiny detail. But once again, it's a long film, Attack of the Clones. You know, would it have just felt a bit jarring? You know, where would you put it? I, I don't know. I can't off the top of my get, uh, head uh, think. But it's a nice scene, and I like it. I like it. 
Yeah, if we're going to introduce a new character as big as Dooku, uh, 45 seconds of dialogue just explaining who he is. And I know we could go on about exposition and dialogue in the prequels, but when it's necessary to development, something like this wouldn't have hurt. And my favourite bit is after um, Joe Castanu, the librarian, basically spells it out for him. Obi-Wan's like, hmm, I'm not sure I understand anything you've just said. But anyway, it's fairly obvious, Kenobi, what you were saying. But yeah, it's a good shout, mate. And the Lost 20 um, is a good little reference as well for the lore. Um, and my actual penultimate one is from Return of the Jedi, and it's called Jared's Conflict. So here's a very short audio clip for you. Commander. Yes, Your Highness. Should the rebels bring down the deflector shield, you will turn this battle station on the forest moon and destroy it. Yes, Your Highness. But we have several battalions stationed on the moon. You will destroy it. So minus the really bad Emperor impression there, obviously the stand-in voiceover, it's uh, Moff Jared. He's been asked to blow, to blow up Endor. Like if the rebels succeed in getting our generator down, blow the whole planet up. And he's just, in, in the visual, He's you can see his eyes like, I'm not sure I'm really comfortable with this. And then he says, like, we've got battalions down there. And the Emperor's like, and? And through, and then in the subsequent scenes as well, regard, relating to this, Jared is still holding on. And even when he's told basically to fire, he's like, uh, 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 you can tell there's massive conflict. He doesn't want to go through this. He's not that into the Empire. But, you know, he eventually gives the order, which you don't see. But just a nice uh, look at the one of the leaders in the Rebel, in the Imperial, sorry, not jiving, not fully agreeing with his master's plan and kind of going along with it because... He knows what will happen if he doesn't. You know, Vader will come for him. Yeah, love it, mate. Love it, and I, I'm I'm glad you picked this uh, because this was really close to my my top five too. Mm. Because again, it's that little bit of humanity in the Empire. He's thinking, really, we're going to kill our own men? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that realization of, um, wow, the this Palps dude is he? So he's a naughty boy. Yeah. He's <laughs> a naughty boy. So yeah, I, I good choice, man. Good choice, Thanks, mate. And finally. Uh, this was both in mine and Matty Boy's lists. Yes. And before I say it, I don't necessarily think this should be in the film, um, which is kind of ironic because it's the last one we're mentioning, but it's kind of like the definition of Star Wars deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned it. Luke and Biggs in A New Hope. Um, it's really good. You know, you get a bit more of normality of Luke Skywalker. You you just have a bit more of a sense of what Tatooine and maybe the Outer Rim and a lot of the galaxies like in reality. Um, it's very cool. It's very cool. And it's very iconic in its own right. And Biggs, you know, talks about, you know, he's going to like dump like everyone else and they're going to run away, still a throat and go join the rebellion and it's like what you're joining the rebellion what it's just it's a very cool moment very cool moment it's probably a smidge too long to include in the main film uh luke skywalker's wearing a sun at the old time that he's rocking so he's looking like a proper like 90s geezer yeah. um, but that's it really mate that's it, it's a nice scene it's a nice scene no oh, yeah speaking of he looks like something out of ocean color scene wearing that ridiculous hat but um yeah, it's good. Garrett Hagen as Biggs was cool. I liked him in this scene. And like everything you've just said, yeah, Biggs has made some friends at the Academy, the Imperial Academy that Luke really wants to join. But now he's saying, look, we're, we're hightailing. We're going to go and join the Rebellion. We want to make sure we're fighting for the right people. 
So again, which is something which has penetrated all of the films and the comics and the books and the animated sequences, the idea of, are you on the right side? People defecting for what they believe is right. And it would have started off really well. And I agree with you that it's funny because it almost feels like it should be in there, but it doesn't, but the fact that it isn't, you know, it's not offensive, but had it been in there, yeah, it may have added a bit to been added a bit more to what was an already top heavy opening of that film. It's quite, quite slow anyway, but I think it's an interesting start. And, you know, and uh, Luke says, you know, you're the best friend I've ever had or could ever have. And Biggs says the same thing, blah, blah. So it would have added more weight to when Biggs gets blown to pieces later on in the film. But it was a good scene. It's an iconic scene in Star, Star Wars deleted scenes. And as much as it would have been cool in the film, I can see why George didn't put it in, but we've got it in its full deleted scenes uh, glory now. So we'll always have it. But uh, yeah, mate, I, I know a lot of people also dug that scene. So yeah, Luke and Biggs in the A New Hope is uh, one of our top five. So Lukey boy, that's it. We just spoke about all of the deleted scenes there. Uh, is So is there one of those which you think would absolutely should have been in? Last Jedi Luke's moment. Hands down. Don't I don't really need to think about it. Yep. Luke Skywalker's moment in The Last Jedi. What about you, mate? Yep, same I mentioned it. Kylo on the Falcon. Both, it's funny enough, from the sequel trilogy, but they would have added a lot more to Kylo, Luke, and Han as well. So, uh, they, JJ, Ryan, if you're listening, we should have helped you out of those films. But yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed the deleted scenes. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Talking about things that have been deleted, one thing that hasn't been knocked down and never will do is that grimy, dirty, dusty old bar over there. It's the Bantina, shall we? Yeah, mate, let's do it. Luke Swolo. Uh, if you are new to the show here in the Bantina, <laughs> what we do is we sit with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we shoot the galactic breeze. And we want to hear what you guys thought about our main discussion. So here is what some of you legends picked. Yes, absolutely. And to lead us in this spicy discussion, it's none other than our boy, patron and friend of the podcast. It's Alex Jessup with a naughty voice message. Let's hear it. Hey, Sessioners, here is my top four deleted scenes from the Star Wars films. Number four, Toshi Station, New Hope. Luke Skywalker hangs out with all his friends at Toshi Station. He talks about his uh, frustrations with being stuck on Tatooine. Bad thing about this scene is he uh, witnesses a space battle. This was achieved using some very dodgy 70s effects and a bit of lens flare. Good thing it was left out, in my opinion. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. This takes place on Hoth. 3PO walks past the door. There's a warning sign showing that there's a Wampa. He rips off the warning sign and then shortly afterwards, a load of stormtroopers walk through the door and they get killed by that Wampa. Number two, it's a new entry, Return of the Jedi. Han Solo and the Rebels, they storm the shield generator and Han Solo calls an Imperial officer a twit. Hilarious. And at number one, Aunt Beru, a new hope on the homestead. She's making some food. The scene's very short. It's about 20 seconds long. But she turns round and we see that the Lars have got blue milk on tap. <laughs> what a ledge top of the pop style i'm loving it and i love the choices especially the blue milk one i mean i mean why not why not iconic when when he said, said han called the officer a tweet i legit burst out laughing so alex thank you mate for brightening our day um not quite top of the pop style but next up we had anthony 
rural farm boy, our buddy from Western Pennsylvania. He said, uh, Grievous killing Shaq T. Remember that, guys? Yes, we do. Uh, Captain Peanut chose Obi-Wan and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, discussing their plan via hand signal and moustache twirling. Dan Alex Hales, lad. He chose the moment from The Force Awakens with Chewie tearing Ankar Plus arm off. And Luke Summerfield, the King of Wales, he also chose that moment, along with Luke mourning Han, like Luke said, and the caretaker party in The Last Jedi, which I can't believe we didn't mention, and Anakin meeting Padme's parents in clones. Yeah, we totally overlooked that, and that's that's another pretty good scene. I get why they didn't include it, but it's a good scene, and it looks really nice. Mm. Looks really nice. Um, Yeah, fantastic. Love it. Good, good. Good mentions, guys. Up next, we've got Chris Brazier, who shows the Attack of the Clones scene of Plo Koon and Kiadi Mundi leading a squad to disable the droid control ship. Uh, Verisimilidad shows the passing mention of Anakin Skywalker by Red Leader in A New Hope. Carl Joseph said the petition of 2000 scene should have been included in Revenge of the Sith to help with Anakin's turn and the or- origin of the Rebellion. And ST90019 said, we beat the best with our social graphic, Biggs and Luke, discussing the Rebellion in A New Hope. Uh, and uh, lastly, we had another voice message from a lad, a legend, Grayson Marcotte of the Sleeping Giant podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. He sent in this voice message. Hey, all you gals and guys. Grayson Parker Marcotte of the Sleeping Giant podcast here. Is there a scene in the Star Wars saga that I feel should have been left in or had it not been cut, would it enhance the film? Short answer, no. However, I will go with my favorite, or one of my favorites, which is Kylo Ren on the Millennium Falcon. I don't think that we get enough of the Kylo Ren-Ben Solo connection, and I think it is interesting to, or would be interesting, to explore his headspace when visiting such a familiar place. Thank you, mate. And I found it interesting uh, that Grayson basically said that none of the deleted scenes should have been included. You know, they're deleted for a reason. But he also picked Kylo on the Falcon as his favourite because there's not enough Kylo-Ben connection. Uh, so I agree with you there, Grayson. Thank you so much for sending that in, mate. And you agree with me and I agree with you, so even better. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sending that in, you naughty boy, Grayson. There we go. So, guys, thank you so much. For those we didn't get around to including, please do keep sending them in and we'll get you on the shows one of these weeks. So uh, now we're going to move on to Patreon questions. Lukey boy, who did we get first? Well, we got a naughty little question from none other than Sean Hudson, who asked this. If you could train under one Jedi, who would you choose and why? Matty boy, I'm going to hand it over to you. What are you thinking about that? Ray. Um, uh, Ray, otherwise, uh, Luke Skywalker, because he doesn't really put much effort in, as you saw with Ray. Yeah, reach out. You feel that? Yeah, that's a force that would do. You want to run into the party, the caretaker's party, and look a bit stupid? That's another lesson, whatever. Uh, other than that, Qui-Gon. I think Qui-Gon would be great because he teaches you the deeper aspects of the Force, but in a more practical and less dogmatic way. He'd keep it real. So I'd go for Qui-Gon Jean. Dude, I was going to say Qui-Gon. Bligon. Legit, I was going to say Qui-Gon. Yeah, Bligon. Because, like, let Bligons be Bligons, innit? You know, so... Um, no, mate, I love a bit of Qui-Gon. You know, the wisdom of Qui-Gon Jin is, is, is definitely something I'd, I'd love to learn 
you know, about. Um, but yeah, probably other than that, Obi Wan Kenobi. Although Obi Wan can be, you know, not the not perfect. But listen, no one's perfect. And listen, if I just wanted to get really buff and um, quick, it'd be uh, Mace Windu, my boy Mace. You know, <laughs> he he would be he'd be disciplined. You know, so um, yeah, Qui Gon probably. So we're both going quite gone for the mo- for the most part. Um, John, well, who, who are you being trained by? Anyone out there? We always throw it open to you. Who do you be trained by? Why? Let us know. Uh, and our next question was from Paul Buckle. He said, okay, I was watching Revenge of the Sith yesterday. During the Opera House scene, it came to me that both characters, Palps and Annie, seem to be having a real chilled out demeanour. It's almost like they may have had a few beers before having that conversation about Darth Plagueis the Wise. So, if if we were two other Star Wars characters all beard up and bored at the theatre, what would you let slip to each other? So, Luke, if you were beard up as a star, what stars? What, what would you let slip to me if I was a character? I mean, Paul, this is such an open ended question. Um, so, yeah, if I was if I was a Star Wars character, Matt was a Star Wars character, um, and we were in the Star Wars universe, right? And we we were a little beard up, right? I'd be leaning over to him, be like, "Look, come here, mate." And it, Matt would be like, "Yeah, yeah, what?" I'd be like, "Yeah, a bit closer." Be like, "Yeah, what?" I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, a bit closer." I'll whisper in his ear when I Matt would be like, "Yeah, what?" I'll go Southampton. Oh, <laughs> and I'd say, "You want a drink over your head?" <laughs> <laughs> No, I would, do you know what? I'd probably be uh, stirring it up, you know, as rebel scum, trying to trying to recruit some bad boys into the rebellion. You know, this is the way. No, I I I'd dig it. I'd um, I'd be uh, coloring, or and I'd be saying, you know, I'd I'd you know, I'd have a few beers, a bit a few Guinnesses, a bit jovial, and I'd be like, listen, General Pride, I'm only this wide because I'm trying to impress Ray, not because I want to look intimidating and to let me saber strokes be more powerful. I am trying to impress yes. the girl, and that's why I didn't have a cowl on that time. Um, I'm glad you noticed. So, yeah, if it was me, I'd just be like, I'm wide for a reason. I'm a mile wild. I'm swallow for that reason. If you don't like it, pfft. so yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah. And as uh, I would, I would want to just, just like Kylo would just come out to both of us while we're at the opera, because that's where we are, right? Yeah, of course. Kylo yeah. comes up to us and he, he quotes, you know, something that of, of from one of my favorite. YouTube shows, and he goes, um, "Guys, why don't you uh, oil up and hit the gym with me?" And it would just be a training montage of us oil oiling up <laughs> yeah. and then hitting the gym. It's like a like weird Rocky type montage, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. like people, people, if, if you want to pay, if we get to hundred patrons by the end of the month, we'll give you that oiled up montage. So take that as a challenge, guys. If, yes, if you do hit if, it, if, yeah, there's no guarantee we will do it, but Luke definitely will. If we get if we get a hundred patrons by the end of July, I would do that. Hands deal down. then, like, virtual handshake. So there's our Patreon questions and a challenge. Clearly, um, Lukey boy, if they want to sign up to the challenge, where can they? They can go to patreon.com forward slash a Star Wars sessions, and you can sign up there for less than a cup of coffee at the coffee shop. It's for two dollars, guys. Come on, that's nothing. It's nothing. So yeah, sign up. Extra content. That's it. And if you want to uh, buy any of the merch that we have uh, on offer, it's tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars sessions. And thanks to the guys who have been sending pictures of them in their merch. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate every which one of you for your comments. 
for your patronage and for your ears. So thank you guys. And that's it for this time of the Bantina. So it's time we bid farewell and wave goodbye to the Bantina for another week. Star Wars Sessions game! That music gets me every time. What does it mean? It means it's game time and it's my turn to host. So Luke Bly, Bly Loren, Bly Goms, you ready, mate? Yes, of course I am, mate. Bring it on. Right, this one is called Who Said That? I think we did it a couple of months ago. Basically, I'm going to give you a line from one of the films and you've got to tell me what film and who said it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've got a couple here. So the first one is, we have powerful friends. You will regret this. That is Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's, I think it's, it's either Luke or Leia. I think who was he going for? Ah, uh, I think it's. I think it's Luke. No, it's. It can't be because he's talking about it. Luke. I think we have powerful friends. You will regret this. It's Leia, or it's Han. It's Han. <laughs> you going Han? No, it's Leia. It's Leia: Return <laughs> of the Jedi. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. You going Leia: Return uh, of the Jedi, mate? Yeah. After all that. You've got two points. It is Leia from Return oh. of the Jedi. Yes. Honestly, yes. when you chucked Han in there, I was like, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. Oh, so good. So good. This next one is a human saying this, and the quote is, bip, bloppity bloop. What? <laughs> bip, bloppity bloop. Bip, bloppity bloop. Is it a deleted scene? No, it's in the. It's actually in a cinematically released film. Bip, bloppity bloop. What? Bit, bit, bloppity, bit bloop. bloppity bloop. I kind of feel like it's Han Solo. But I don't know what film it is. I, I, I really don't know this one. Han Solo Force Awakens. Or no, Han Solo. No. No, it can't be that. Sorry, mate. I'm going to have to pass that one. You sure? Yeah, sorry, mate. Bip. Bloppity bloop was said in The Last Jedi by DJ. Of course it is. Bit bloppity bloop. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> I know that. I know that. No, it's it's easy when you know the answer. The next one. Yeah, it's when he it's when he um get, hacks into that. Yeah, when he slices it. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Flipping heck. Um, Sorry, mate. No, knew that. You. It's all right, mate. You've got two out of four so far. Or one out of two. So the next one. Cover me, Porkins. It's uh, Luke in a, in a new hope. Final answer. Or or no? It it where is Porkins in a new hope, or is he in Return of the Jedi? Got to rack your brains now, big boy. It, big boy, Bly. It's a new hope, and it's Luke Skywalker. I'm going to give you one point. It's a new hope, and it's Big Stark Lighter who says it. Oh. Big boy, Biggs. Oh, mate. 
Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm not doing as well as last time, but come on, let's get it back. Made let's a bit tougher. So I've got two more, I think. So the uh, next one is Lord Sidious. He promised us peace. It is Revenge of the Sith. Yep. And it is flipping the Nemoidian. Is it Nemoidian? It is a Nemoidian, I'll give you that. So, do you know oh, his name? Oh, flaming hell. What is his name? Oh, he's one of the Trade Federation dudes. Lord Sidious, he promised us peace. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Slash. Drink over your head, mate. <laughs> It is Revenge of the Sith. It is a Nomoidian. Oh, mate, what's his name? It's Blyceroy Gunray. Yes, of course. Luke Gunray. I'm going to give you one and a half for that because you've got the species correct and you've got the scene. Of course it is. And you said it at the beginning of the show, you naughty boy. Yeah, that's it. I I didn't want to say anything. Uh, Right. The last one. The last one is. You know what you are? You're difficult. Oh. Ray, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that was easy. So two points there. Okay, here's a. Okay, I'm going to give you a bonus one, which you're definitely not going to get. <laughs> the quote is, "Do it, make the sacrifice." Oh, Papa Pouch, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Just because I wanted to say it again. <laughs> yes, oh, well. do it. Make the sacrifice. That's like bad. Two, four, Dylan, five. Dylan's going to be all over. He's going to love that. Do it, make. The sacrifice. Two, four, five, six and a half out of ten, mate. So I don't think that's bad at all. Sixty-five percent. It's not bad. It's not bad. I've I've done better, but not bad. I'll take it, mate. I'll take it. You should I'll do. I had a few more as well, but I think they were easier. So I gave you the harder ones I could think of. So I think you did well there, mate. So who said that? Bly said that, and that's our game for this week. So thank you, everyone, for joining in. And sadly, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions number seventy-two. Getting closer to 100, but the fun doesn't end there, guys. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? You can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. On Twitter, you can find us at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. You can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky message or cheeky voice note to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. Head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. So drop us a review on there if you do have a spare 30 seconds because it helps us more than you know and we love hearing from you guys each and every week. So as we always say, thank you guys. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Big's Dark Lighter, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier, Dad. So tell Ryan and JJ for not putting those deleted scenes in. Tell them that this is the podcast that you're looking for. So until next time, from me... It's see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Luke, Luke. <laughs> Let it rain.
our Essex-based podcast heroes. Pasu Leach, good to see you. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>